Look, I'm not going to beat around the bush on this one. Blade has a lightsaber. On this episode of Moving Panels, we discuss the Blade episodes of Spider-Man the Animated Series. Welcome to Moving Panels, the podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. I'm your host, Laramie Wells, and joining me today are two co-hosts. First up, from Pop Culture Roulette, he just recovered from spider cooties. It's Nicholas Pepin. Oh, it, and it was almost a terminal case. It Got some ointment, nice cream to clear that up. Had to, had to go in a bubble for a little bit, you know. Horrible. And next, our dapper southern gent who doesn't mind getting sprayed with garlic, it's Blake Fowler. <laughs> I don't, I, don't anything to, I don't even know what to say at this point in time. Hold on. <laughs> Nicholas got bit by a spider? Did you? What happened? <laughs> hey, you didn't see in the episode when the guy just ran like, oh, don't, don't let oh, him touch okay. you. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about. Okay. He's got spider cooties. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, that was, I wrote that on my notes. I just okay. wrote spider cooties, question mark. <laughs> it, it, yeah. ca- it caught me so off guard to start the episode <laughs> off with that that I thought Nicholas had legitimately been bitten by a spider at some point in time. <laughs> I mean, probably at some point in my life, I've been bitten by a spider. Come on, we're all old enough. We've all been bitten by a spider at some point. I guess so. I mean, even if we were purposely trying to, because we thought we would get Spider-Man-like power. Who wasn't as a kid, first of all? Can we just all be honest with each other here? Like, we all went around trying to find a spider to bite us, right? Yeah, so that's my thing with Spider- We'll go off on that for a second. Yeah, let's do it. Spider-Man origin has built this thing of, oh, maybe if I get bit by a spider, I'll have spider-like powers. But that doesn't work for a lot of other superheroes. You know, you don't go, hey, what if I walk my parents into this dark alley? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, no. Okay. Oh, why? First of all, why you got to attack me like that? First of all, <laughs> the next time I'm out <laughs> with either of my parents and we pass... A, a decrepit, dilapidated downtown alley. We're like, let's go. Let's just try to check it out, just real quick. <laughs> I'm trying to see something. Mom, you got your pearls on. You got, let's, let's just. Oh. Let's just <laughs> it's it's safe and sound down here. I think. Do you, do you think at 45 it's too late to try that? Or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you can speed up the process a little bit. Uh, yeah. Oh, this place is called Crime Alley? Let's just take a walk. <laughs> this episode's over already. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, no. Spider-Man, let's let's all get, get bitten by spiders. Now uh, I'm just thinking about every other hero and what yeah, it would take to be that hero. Hey, let me go dip my head in some toxic waste yeah. and see, <laughs> yeah. see if that works out for me. And how many of them you have to be an orphan? I mean, I know I already kind of thought about that, but like so many, it's like you can't have any parental figure in your life whatsoever. Yeah. All right, so next time I'm hanging out with my parents, I'm going to blame them for being alive that I'm not a superhero. That's <laughs> <laughs> the reason. If only you'd yeah. gotten mugged when we were little mom, I'd be so much better off. Well, and also, like, how many animal-based superheroes are there? And uh, other than Spider-Man, I'm not sure how many of them have their powers based on the fact that they were bitten. Were bitten, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a running joke, like, in a lot of the offbeat comics I see is like if Batman were bitten by a radioactive bat like that's he turned into man bat but that's already a, a villain and kind of Morbius in this episode 
Like yeah, I, I mean, well. did Marvel forget that Man Bat existed and you know threw him in the end of the uh, episode here? <laughs> but I know we're we're skipping the jumping the route here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're but. jumping the shark, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the orphan thing. It's like, it's like Spider-Man getting like uh, the key to the city or something, and he goes, "Well, I'd like to thank my parents because with them this would not have been possible <laughs> if they were here." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, we got to start video recording this so I can see Laramie cackle. Laramie is beat red and can't stop smiling at the orphan joke. Oh. Okay. Uh, Which, speaking of, we got some episodes on uh, Little Orphan Annie coming up pretty soon. Hey. Nice plug. Good segue. There you go. All right. All right. So let's get into this. So, for those of you, this is going to be a spoiler for those of you who have not listened to the last episode. Uh, in which Nicholas and Tim Williams joined me as we broke down all of the comic book movies from the 90s and decided which one we thought as moving panels would be the best. And so, spoiler alert right now, if, if you haven't haven't heard it, pause now, go back listen to that episode, then come back to this one. But we determined that Blade was the best 90s comic book movie. And unfortunately, we had already done an episode on Blade. So I said, what else could we do instead? And I decided, you know what? Let's go to when he was truly introduced in media, other than the comics. And that was in these 1996 episodes from February 3rd and 10th, 1996 of Spider-Man the Animated Series on Fox, which ironically enough, same place that Batman the Animated Series (laughs) debuted. Uh, Okay. So <clears throat> let's let's address the elephant in the room real quick. Um, aside from my actual job, I do photography on the side, and so this weekend I was photographing a wedding and haven't had a chance to listen to this past week's episode. You're telling me the three of y'all decided Blade was the best superhero movie of the '90s? I mean, how best much comic book movie? But yes, yeah, okay, comic book. Sorry, comic book. Um, I'm gonna go back and listen to that right as soon as we're done here, and we're gonna all re-record an episode where we fix that. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're going based off of the last time that I when I think I met you for the first time when we did the uh, theme songs. Yeah, I I, I could hear your voice uh, telling me uh, how wrong I was or how you were no longer on my side. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I was voting for certain things, Nicholas, I'll leave thought, that as I, I I'll thought, leave that as a surprise for you. <sighs> thought we had a special thing going, Nicholas. Thought we had a good thing going. All right. Anyways, yeah. um, let's. Sorry. Back to back to the animated Spider-Man. <laughs> Flabbergasted. So, yeah. right so now. here we are. now. Did did y'all watch the Spider-Man the animated series? Oh yeah. Back in the nineties. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I did because when I watched these two episodes, like none of it even looked familiar. So I. But really. As. As you were telling me the dates and when they this these episodes aired, um, that was my senior year of high school. So I I was a little busy. When when did these air? What year? February of ninety six. Oh, dang, never mind. My bad. I was eight years old. <laughs> Seven, eight or nine, yeah. Because I also in the middle of my senior year of high school, like my dad got transferred, so he was moving to DC, and then I was finishing high school, and then my mom was moving to DC. Well, that and makes sense. I started... so this is Marvel, so you wouldn't want to watch this. So both your parents were moving to DC, right? <laughs> And then, and then, so I, 
so I was living in Atlanta at the time. I went to high school there, and then I stayed there and went to college. So, like, there was a lot of upheaval in my world. So I'm guessing that animated Spider-Man was not real high on my priority list. I could see that. I will say I remember these episodes. I don't... I, well, I won't say I remember these episodes. because I didn't really remember Blade, but I remembered Morbius. Because I remember how weird it was that Morbius had the suckers in his hand. So instead of the traditional vampire bite... And, okay... I have this later, but let's go ahead and talk about it. What about the fact that they it's plasma? Yeah. Like, let's try to avoid saying the word blood as much. They do say blood in a couple of spots. That's got, but like, that's got to be why it's a sucker, the people right? are drained of their yeah. plasma. That's got to be why the hand sucker. They even call him, like, the plasma sucker or the plasma drainer yeah. at some yeah. point instead of Morbius. Um, but, I mean, you know. So we can't have vampires biting people, even though they're vampires. Yes. We can't have actual swords, so we're giving Blade a lightsaber. Lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine and, that's uh, why the, the suckers were on his hand, right? Because they couldn't show him like biting people on a kid's yeah. show, I'd assume. Yeah. I mean, I will admit it, was, it made for a kind of cool little thing where he had to rip Spider-Man's costume in order to get to exposed skin. Right. So it did kind of add that little element to it, but but I I remember that because yeah. when I was little I I knew nothing about Morbius and so I really thought that that was an actual thing about that character, uh, only to find out later it wasn't and still don't care anything about Morbius. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the characters and we can talk a little bit more. So uh, I'll run through the list here. We got Spider Man, Peter Parker, voiced by Christopher Daniel Barnes. Uh, I mean, I think we've said it before, but I'll mention his first appearance, Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August of 1962, created by the legendary duo of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. You got Blade, voiced by J.D. Hall. Blade first appeared in the Tomb of Dracula number 10 in July of 1972, created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan. Then Whistler, Abraham Whistler, although he's only called Whistler in this uh, cartoon, Voiced by Malcolm McDowell. Ah, I knew that uh, sounded this, familiar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And this was his first appearance. We actually talked about this when Nicholas and I did the Blade episode a while back, but this was his first appearance. He was created by David S. Goyer uh, when he was writing the script for the what would become the 98 movie. And then John Semper Jr., who wrote on the series, said, ooh, I like this character, and decided to... Uh, bring him in. So his first appearance was here. This was, you know, two years before the movie. Uh, Michael Morbius, voiced by Nick Jameson, first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man 101 in October of 1971, created by uh, the legendary Roy Thomas and Gil Kane. Uh, for those of you who don't know Roy Thomas, uh, he's the guy that brought Conan to the comics, and he co-created a whole bunch of characters which I'm not, I, I don't know if I want to list, but these two guys together created Iron Fist and Adam Warlock. Just to, nice to give them a bit. And Gil Kane, uh, me big DC guy. Gil Kane's the guy who created Hal Jordan and uh, the Atom. Very cool. Over there and then we've got Terry Lee, voiced by Don Lewis. This was another original character for the show. Uh, these people are in the show, but I don't know if we want to talk about them. But I'll mention real quick. Deborah Whitman, voiced by Liz, Liz Georges. 
Uh, Mary Jane Watson, voiced by Sarah Ballantyne. Felicia Hardy, voiced by Jennifer Hell. Harry Osborne, voiced by Gary Emhoff. And Kurt Connors, voiced by Joseph Campanelli. Or Campanella, excuse me. So, gentlemen, of all of these, and we can talk about more as we go, but who do you want to see again, and who do you wish would have their plasma removed from their body? Um, I mean, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say Morbius. I'd like to to fling him into the uh, the day and covered in garlic. <laughs> you need the plasma proton electric field or whatever to capture him first, Nicholas, okay? It's science. Or just soak your webbing in the garlic just, solution. Just drop, that was just, the other just thing. Just dump it in webbing. He does in this comic. Yeah. Just absolutely drain it. Uh, uh, your webs hold it, held him. How? How is that possible? Yeah, the voice. Okay, we'll get to the voice later. That thing. That or, no, we can do the that. Voice. Bothered me the so bad. Uh, no, well, uh, the person I want to see how their plasma drain is uh, Terry Lee. Okay, you've got a job to do, and it's not to thirst after Blade. Okay, that's Morbius's job. After meeting, yeah, how, af- after meeting him yeah. five Before, minutes ago, she says literally, "I fell in love, like I've fallen in love with with him." How weird is that? That's a weird little, thing. It's not even a story. I wouldn't even call it a storyline. It's not like, even it's a plot just point. This yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. All it's of a sudden, weird thing that happens. It's this weird thing in the '90s. Well, even I mean, I think they still even kind of do it now, where like. They feel like they have to have like a love interest in everything. Like they can't just have a male and a female character as characters without forcing some sort of love interest angle. It was so bad. And, and part of me wonders if it wasn't since Whistler, you, you know, clearly the writers read Goyer's original script for Blade. If they didn't read that, because, you know, in Blade, they've got that nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I wonder if they went, well, hey, we already have this character, you know, this cop that's going after Spider-Man. Why don't we just use her as... It was just so weird. It was bad. Though. And that last line, uh, remember nothing about this night except for this. And I was like, I wish I could forget all of this, to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. I wish I could remember none of it. Because <laughs> as a kid, I was like, this was all... Like, I loved... I'm going to be the weird one, I guess. I loved Morbius as a kid. I think because I really liked Man Bat from Batman as a kid, so I really liked Morbius. Oh, well, good, good, because you got to see Man Bat yeah, that, that, that's right. two episodes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but going back and watching this now, I'm like, well, if this is, it's, it does not hold up, a lot of it. No. I mean, I know you're getting there in a couple of months, but one of these days, maybe we'll get a good representation of Morbius cinematically, because we haven't yeah. got it animated. I don't know if he's shown up in any other things uh, animation-wise. <laughs> no. And that movie was just awful. <laughs> yeah. Which again, n- another plug. Tim and I will be covering that at the end of August. So I mean, so. I I have enjoyed Morbius as a character when I've read him. Yeah. Um, I think done. Ooh, I haven't. No, so. but you've let also me know, gone, let me know what comics you've read. <laughs> you also have been reading Silver Age Morbius. You didn't get into like True. the more the more like the modern, you know, yeah. like the Civil War, yeah. you know. Uh, dark rain like when you know that kind of i guess so because blade's kind of the same blade blade early blade because i read that when you and i were were doing that episode early blade was just so horrible to read um but i, I could see you know what I, I might need to pick up the midnight sun stuff because that's where this blade more so comes from right because well, and that's uh, when morbius goes from being pretty much just a villain to like an anti-hero kind of like blade i mean 
Although well, I guess he, went, he was, was an anti-hero. A... He was an anti-hero in the Silver Age too, but it just wasn't well written. I mean, if and if you want to know the story of Morbius, don't watch this cartoon because I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible origin story for him. Yeah. So uh, this these two episodes don't feature that because uh, this is part nine and part ten of a saga neogenic um, nightmare season yeah this, which, season two is called yeah which, which these are the last two episodes of that kind of that story i think yeah it definitely ends the morbius mm-hmm. uh but l- before we get too much into that anything anything about the other characters like any like we, we want to talk about whistler yeah i do want to so, talk about whistler um I stirred some feelings in me watching Whistler. whistler's jacked first of all okay let's just put that out there <laughs> the man is ripped uh, and, uh, Malcolm McDowell, I was trying to pin whose voice that was. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, it was mm-hmm. bothering me so bad. I, I didn't mind Whistler, except his storytelling skills are subpar. I was not enthralled with his backstory of Blade whatsoever. Uh, I did want to talk real quick about how terrible of a friend Harry Osborne is. Like, just a garbage yeah. human being taking out your best friend's as a girlfriend on off, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, Harry Osborne can have his plasma drained as well. But I think Harry Osborne kind of has a history of doing that in the books and in the movies. So true. Does it make him any less garbage? No, because, you're right. I yeah. mean, that is true. <laughs> he's, he's a terrible person. Okay, him and James Franco, who plays him later on. <sighs> what seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues. I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture-themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR! But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories. Yeah, I mean, like, when we did the uh, Ghost Rider series, I went back and ended up re-watching the entire Hulk series. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the greatest. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back and start the Spider-Man series. Like, there, part of me wants to. Like, I put it on my watch list on my Disney+. Plus. But like I don't know if I really have a burning desire to. I was like, this this is kind of more overarching. So I started rewatching before we even decided we were doing these two episodes. I'd been rewatching the animated series for Spider Man, and it's almost it's a whole series problem. Like it's just not well written. The characters do some really odd things, just kind of out of their their character, and it is it even more prevalent in these two episodes. I think. And then some of the earlier ones I've been watching, so it's it's tough to really get into buying buying into any of these characters in their lives and what's going on when uh, I don't know you've got police officers making out with vampires thirty seconds after knowing them. <laughs> yeah, I think that gets us into the kind of what I'm deeming the moving panels of this because even though we're not talking about this episode, the Episode nine, which was the Blade, the Vampire Hunter, right? Uh, which of course stole the name from the current run of Blade comics, which is where the look comes from too. Even though I 
I, I would have just thought he was Ghost Rider. That's what he looked he like, dude. Up. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, he pulls up on the motorcycle. He's got the spikes. But that's what he looked like in the comics. Uh, except, of course, he had katanas instead of the lightsaber. Um, <laughs> which which is still better than Silver Age Blade that had a wood, uh, a wood knife. Oh, yeah. That was, hey. Yeah. That was part of the mythology. I know. But what they, and I get, they brought Blade in because you have this story going on with Morbius. So they bring Blade in. But they had done this episode better just a couple episodes before with the Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher episodes were all right. They were they were much better, much more fleshed out, I think, than these two were. Yeah, because this episode, it was like, all right, Blade encounters Spider-Man and Morbius. They fight. Blade encounters Morbius and Spider-Man. Yeah, like they and they fight. Catch it. What is the problem? And then Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man comes to Blade and then learns along with us Blade's origin. And but yet still Blade can't trust Spider-Man, and it's just. I, and sorry, perhaps a small plot point here that really bothered me during all this too. And if I'm a writer, this would I feel like be something I would take care of. They kept referencing how Blade felt when his mother gave him up. Was he not a, a newborn child? And yeah. they're talking about like he remembers the feeling of his mother giving him up. And I'm like, okay, this, it's just small stuff like that that separates, I'm going to say it, a TV show well, like Batman the Animated Series from Spider-Man the Animated Series. Um, And at any point, did they... I Because I'm very familiar with the storyline of blade and his origin maybe i was in putting things in that wasn't in the cartoon but did they say the words brothel or bordello in the cartoon no no so so yeah so i I wrote down some of the differences so first off but i i mentioned this when you talk about wesley snipes too in the comics blades british right so that's right off uh completely different but no in the comics as well as in the the 98 movie blade's mom is attacked by a vampire while she is pregnant but this cartoon made it look like a romeo and juliet him sneaking out the window (laughs) yeah of a vampire fell in love with his human mother and so they we have to imply that they conceived blade yeah and then her him sneaking out the window Yep, yep Uh, after the deed has been done. Who says Um, romance is undead? Yeah. But no, in in the comic, it's it's actually Deacon Frost, who would be the villain in the the Blade movie. It's Deacon Frost attacks, um, in the disguise of a doctor, uh, attacks uh, Blade's mom while she is pregnant, and that's how he is what he is, although that's the other thing. It is this episode it is this blade and this origin that gives the whole daywalker concept about blade about how he has the powers of a vampire but without any of the weaknesses that was not in the comics and it would not be in the comics for another few years when they would introduce it and funny enough it would be because blade would get bitten by morbius and because of Morbius being a living vampire and Blade's biology being part vampire, the way it affected Blade, it gave him the vampire abilities. But yet he still re- 
retained some of his humanity. But in the comics, Blade was just a, a fit dude who maybe just had a little bit of extra strength. But there was nothing really special about him. He was immune to vampire bites in the comics. And that was about it in terms of a power. I mean, the the introduction to Blade in this cartoon, uh, when he first shows up on his Ghost Rider motorcycle, uh, <laughs> with the ability to drive up walls with spiked yeah, wheels. With, um, yeah, with spiked wheels. That's how I, that works. I had questions about Blade until he took his helmet off. Um. Because uh, Blade is a well, he, he's a well, he's British, but he's he's of a uh, <laughs> as three white guys here. It's really hard to figure out how to say <laughs> oh, what I, I want to yeah, say. I know, I know where you're going, and I'm I'm um, sitting here going, "This is probably going to have to get edited." <laughs> yeah, there, there's going to have to be some editing here. Um, so I don't know how to say it, but I mean, like at, when before he takes the helmet off, like he looks like a white guy. He, saying, yeah, he, his, his, he does not look African-American. His, I agree. his ethnicity is not portrayed as it should be, uh, no. according to the, what we know of Blade. Whoever but I that, guess when you're doing the origin to where his mom's African-American and his dad is very, very pale. Like Eastern um, European. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> or, or undead vampire. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> that's where I think most pale people come from, Eastern Europe, you know? I believe most vampires come from there as well. So I mean, you know, it. All right, let's Which let's we'll, see what other nationalities and ethnicities we can. <laughs> well, hold we can on, insult hold on. We'll get to that in right a minute. But did the person who voiced Morbius was he actually like Eastern European, or was that just the worst accent anyone's ever heard? I'm going to assume the worst accent in, anyone's ever yeah, heard. In, I mean, in a cartoon. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was trying to. I, I guess go just going for that. I I'm angry at everything yeah. and. But no, he's a uh, JD Hall is an American voice actor. He should stick to that American accent, then. I mean, I know he's he's done like some. I think no. Oh, I, he, okay, I think okay, one of you is talking let me tell about. You what, <laughs> let me tell you this: when you look him up on IMDb, I mean, this is how big his career is. He's a party guest in Fatal Attraction. These are his four known for. <laughs> party guest in Fatal Attraction. Additional crew in Father of the Bride. <laughs> Additional voices in Jaws the Revenge. Classic. And then narrator for Undercover Brother. J.D. Hall catching strays on this podcast right now. Like, poor guy. Sorry, J.D. We did not mean to Although, this I do into- think that the two of you were talking about separate characters, though, because you were talking about Morbius and his terrible Eastern European accent. Yes. And then you immediately went to oh, J.D. Hall. On, yeah, I was You were J.D. Hall in his terrible oh, okay, Blade okay. voice. Uh, look, it's all terrible. Again. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, you, they're both bad. It's all bad. <laughs> Again, remember nothing about this night except for how bad this episodes were. <laughs> I don't know. The I, orphan, the Morbius the orphan joke was pretty horrible. funny. <laughs> I just I didn't care for it, dude. I, I found myself with a wandering mind while watching it, thinking, how long can you drag this out where neither Spider-Man nor Blade, two fit, strong hunters, so to speak, can't catch this dude. Like we keep doing the same thing over and over. And I guess, again, I'm looking at it through the lens of an adult after watching it as a child. Maybe as a kid, it seemed much more entertaining, but it's just like, why can't why can't we two just be you know uh, able to catch this this thing in the night? Well, I don't get why they had to make Morbius 
just a college student. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's supposed to be this, you know, well-established scientist in mm-hmm. the comics. Uh, and then give him a completely different love interest. They just decide, hey, you know what? We've already got uh, Felicity here. Let's make her the love interest instead of giving him his actual love interest. Hold on, Felicity was comics. in this. Felicity was in this show. Felicia. Felicia, sorry, Felicia. I, like, I watched a completely different episode than you two did. <laughs> Felicity was in there. No. So I mean, that was Felicia Hardy. So she becomes Black Cat at some point. I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She gets bitten by a radioactive cat. <laughs> radioactive cat. <laughs> no, that was Catwoman. Sorry, uh, that's cat. My bad. Yeah. That was the well. That was the Halle Berry. Cat that woman. actually is the Halle Berry Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so just because we'll throw just because I, I did it to J D Hall. So Nick Jameson, who voiced Morbius, yeah. he is American. He's actually from Missouri. Uh, I guess that's Eastern Middle America European. And he only has one thing listed on his known for, and that's additional voices in Frozen. Although he has 255 acting credits. Hey, that's a big deal. Additional voices in Frozen. But that's the only thing that's listed as known for. Like, you can't find three other things that he was known for? It's more than I'm known for. I'll say that. Oh, that is true. Okay. Well, thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. I mean, that's true for all of us. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he was Merkel in Batman Year One. Oh, okay. Do you know who Merkel is? Probably one of the worst Batman animated movies there have ever been, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. Not here to discuss Batman, except Morbius, who's kind of Batman. Man, yeah. Batman. Well, he becomes Man Bat. I don't know. If... Yeah, yeah. So that's what was yeah. With thank that? you. Thank you. I'm go- that's exactly where I was heading. Um, two two things with that. The first being uh, why, and the second thing being quite frankly why. Also, yeah. What, now, <laughs> what, okay. What purpose so, did that serve? Batman the animated series was still going on. At this time, right? Yes, it had yeah. moved to from Fox to WB. Yeah. Okay. I know, I distinctly remember there being multiple Man Bat episodes in Batman the Animated Series. So, like, the very first episode of Batman the Animated Series is on Leather Wings, if I'm not mistaken, which is a Man Bat episode. Okay. So, it's not like we didn't have an established Man Bat character. And so, Spider-Man was like, you know what? We're going to do it over here now, too. Why not? Let's do it. I just don't get... This is season two. I don't know if they weren't anticipating this show to go more seasons, which it did. But they, they just did away with Morbius yeah, by doing this. Like, yeah. it was, yep, well, okay, we're done with this character, and we are finishing him off in a way that... I mean, I guess they could have done something that he transforms back, but they pretty much went, yep, we're going to turn him into something completely different, and we'll never use him again. Because that's what they did. I'd argue he's one of the more interesting Spider-Man villains, if done correctly. That the the whole vampire mythos plays into a lot of people's interests, um, having the conflictory love interest, whatever it is he's going through. Yeah, but I, I would he, say he's Mister Freeze. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Hundred. That's a great. That's a great comparison. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of a he's, he's kind of Mister Freeze of the Spider-Man Rogue Gallery. Cure all this stuff, like he's trying to do good and ends up not being able to. Um, but yeah. where he where he, he, tur- where he turns into Man Bat Part Two, um, 
the neogenic recombinator moves at a painstakingly slow pace all of a sudden when going <laughs> towards Aunt May. Like he has eight years yeah. to get back to Aunt May to save her. And and what Mad Lib world did they come up with neocumbent because decombobulator or recombobulator? Neo, neogenic recombinator. I got to practice that before coming up. Okay. Yeah, how can we also talk about how he how he just rips it off of the machine yeah. and he can still fire it? Yep. Yep. Just great. It's good times. It's a lot of, lot of yeah. stuff like that. What The one scene where Blade knocks over the water tower onto Morbius's hand and he's been able to throw stuff around all episode, but he can't free himself from the water tower. Like just so many little things that I'm like, why are we like just consistency? Well, consistency. You know what? New York City water probably does have a lot of uh, silver lead. Like lead. In it. <laughs> I'll it, say, yeah. is, it, is it holy water in there? Yeah. What's holy? <laughs> that could that could have been it as well. Some iron. Because that was the other thing. It was uh, what was the thing about the the garlic spray? It was something of he. There was other plant yeah, forms uh, or something in there, and uh, herbatology and ions and. I think he said aluminum at some point, or alu aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "You're not dying. You can't be a vampire." <laughs> I have no quarrel with you. Nobody's yeah, going to smell like he was at the worst Italian restaurant ever for a couple of months. Mary Jane's going to want nothing to do with him regardless of whether he shows up for the date. Now, Mary Jane's going to want to know who he went to the Italian restaurant with because he couldn't go with her. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that doesn't come out. That, that smell doesn't come out of the spider suit for a while. You don't get that yeah. out. That's sticking with you. Well, and then, you know, I talked about earlier ripping the, the arm. Like, how how just easily he repairs his costumes in this series. It's a great well. seamstress. Because let's let's not forget, he just finished having four other arms coming out of it. I forgot all about so, that before I started watching this episode. Yeah. The man's well, So that's the other thing. So this is, in the comics, this is called the Six-Arm Saga. It was three issues in the comics. And it was that well, I got written down here. Uh, it was oh yeah, it was the same comic that Morbius was introduced. So seventy one, uh, I think it was the issue right before that. One hundred Morbius is introduced in one hundred one. It continued in one hundred two, and so it made sense to bring Morbius in. But yet they get rid of the six arms by this episode. Yeah, they did it? They did it too soon. And yeah. then. They in the comic you do have Morbius and the lizard, Doctor Connors. Doctor Connors is actually trying to help, um, help Peter figure out how to reverse the mutation, and then you have the lizard and uh, Morbius fight, and that's that's it. You got three issues of a comic, and here they stretched this out to ten episodes, yeah. and that it and added all this extra stuff that was like you can punish her coming in and add all this extra stuff. But honestly, by the time these are, like I said, the last two episodes of this, and you can tell they were just stretching, uh, grasping at straws to try and for how to tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling yeah. at that taffy. <laughs> like why not have brought, why not have brought blade in earlier? Uh, maybe instead of punisher and done a little bit more with, I don't what? know. But you said something that just kicked in a memory here for a second. You said consistency. So he's flying around and he's like, dang it, I'm out of webs. 
And then a second later, it turns around and saves the police detective by shooting a web down the building and like bringing her up. And you're like, uh, uh, wait, you just said you were out. Yeah, he was out of garlic webs. Okay, he yeah, had the he regular. He had the regular. Oh. He had the regular web, obviously, right? Oh, Probably. Okay. Yeah, I think that's more consistency. You're correct. Like, there's zero consistency. You actually have me trying to look up to see if there are any like. I was like, do we miss for something? the episode? I I tend to go to IMDb when I do these things just to see trivia, and I don't really look at Goose because I've found that half the time Goose are just somebody not understanding. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, plot development. Um, <laughs> but there wasn't a whole lot of trivia. I do, although I did, I did have a question for uh, the moving panels guru. Obviously, Aviared and the other guy whose name I forgot that you mentioned got a hold of Goyer's script and stole the idea of Whistler from him. To, yeah, well, to, it wasn't so much that they stole the idea. I mean, it was. I want to say it was Aviar Red. It may have been some actually had introduced Goyer to the Blade character. And so they were kind of working together. So it was more like Goyer wrote the script, showed it to them. And then Semper said, Ooh, I, I like this character. Cause I thought I saw something about some lawsuits that was thrown around when uh, I don't know if it was new line or Goyer was like, Hey, that's, because I think they were trying to say that Whistler belonged to them. It wasn't a Marvel character. But I'm guessing that all went away with the check. So. Yeah. Why, can't we, why can't we just share him for the right amount of money? I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. I mean, clearly you can tell that there were some, there were some similarities. Uh, I mean, obviously not only do you have the name and it being associated with Blade, but this Whistler did have a little bit of... He, he wasn't in a wheelchair or anything, but he had the limp. Which uh, like two little walking sticks with him? Yeah, one walking yeah. stick. Yeah. So I don't still, know. I, and I, I, I don't know how much of that you could have. I mean, I don't know because I, I, I don't know about the the any lawsuit stuff. I'm sure there was because there always was back then with Marvel, especially. But I would think if you're working together, then there's got to be some. I don't know. There, there had to be something with a licensing that had to work on both ends. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, bag it, stack it, or trade it. Uh, we're talking about these two episodes. So episodes nine and ten of season two. First episode was Blade the Vampire Hunter, and the second episode was called The Living Vampire. Uh, so we're talking about we won't separate them because it was it's pretty much one story, even though it's a continuation of a bigger story. But this is one story. But, Nicholas, I'll let you go first. Do you bag it, stack it, or trade it? Well, clearly. I mean, after everything that I've been saying, it's going to be bag it. I mean, no. No. It, it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, bag it, stack it, or trade it. I guess trade it if there's not a, like, just, oops, I dropped it in the trash can option. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Lost it in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I accidentally put that one in the uh, recycling bin for the <laughs> the paper recycling. File thirteen. Uh, I'll trade it for just a nice hearty handshake. There it is. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here, and uh, much like with all of my episodes, I typically don't hide my end decision very well. So we're gonna trade this one or these two, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, as I said, I've been going through these and rewatching them, and it doesn't get a whole lot better as it goes on. 
But these two specifically, trade them. See you later. Uh, uh, just will not be trading them in for the Morbius movie. Uh, <laughs> just something else. I don't know. Maybe some plasma. <laughs> yeah. Trade it for some plasma. Yeah. I- I'm going to shock both of you. I'm actually going to say stack it. Oh, okay. And I did not and see he- that coming. Yeah, wow. Okay. And here's the re- here's my one and only reason for saying stack it. Because it gave us the blade we all know. Okay. This, if again, if you're wanting to to go through a history of Blade, you have to include these two episodes. If you are wanting to explain to someone why the Wesley Snipes Blade movie exists, you have to talk about these two episodes. Uh, so it can't be a trade it where you just completely forget about it. It has to be there among the rest to be mentioned. And that is what uh, puts it in a stack for me. Are the episodes good? No way. Not even a little. Uh, no way, shape, or form. The only thing that puts this into a stack it is for the historical historical aspect that it has to the the media. Um, or let me say, see if I can say this, but it, the historical impact it has on this character when it comes to how this character has been portrayed. That is the only reason I am putting it stack it. Other than that, yep. And that is the only reason you should watch them <laughs> is because you're wanting to know more about the character of Blade. I, I don't know. It, Nicholas, are we accepting that as the jury? Um, I mean, it it's a... It's an argument that I understand and I will accept. I don't okay. think it doesn't change my vote. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. That's you fine. Know, um, because I, I can, I can equal, I can just as well go back to the fact that like, I mean, I knew that blade was a comic book character going into the movie because I am a nerd. I did not have any real experience with blade going into the movie. But when, you know, when you see the credits and you see Stan Lee, you see Marvel Comics, you're like, okay, I know these words. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can read. Um, yeah. So I, I, I didn't necessarily go into it blind or stay blind like a lot of people yeah. did. You know, um, I, you know, so I, but I, I, I got my Blade experience without having to suffer through this. Sweet mercy. I get that. I get that. I'm just, I'm just saying if you're going, because my thought always behind the bag of stack it or trade it is that stack it is, this is something that you pull out to show someone for some reason. Okay. And my reason would be a history of Blade. And that would be it. Okay. Uh, tr- I, can, yeah. I can see the logic there. Absolutely. So, because if I trade it, I don't. I now don't have that ability to show someone else. Hey, this is where, uh, this is where we got Whistler. This is where uh, the Wesley Snipes Blade movie started to form. Uh, we don't have that option anymore because we've traded it away. So, that's my only argument. At Again. least, at least one of us has it. If we ever want to see it, then. <laughs> Since you yeah. decided to stack it, Nicholas and I traded it away already. So at least we can yeah. come to you if we need it. There you go. That works. Well, but yeah. that's but again, that's that's where that goes. Is that, right. okay? Well, here, here's yeah. the history of Blade. You're so All kind. right, yeah. All right, so we're gonna wrap things up here. We've got a couple of fun episodes coming up. Uh, Ruby is gonna have her annual birthday episode where her and Bethany 
are going to talk about the 2014 Annie movie. That's the Jamie Foxx one, for those of you who uh, don't remember. And then we're going to end uh, our season. We always end at the end of August with a bad movie. And this year I got Tim Williams joining me for Morbius. So this is all, all connecting back together. So exciting. Yeah, I just so want to know, exciting. which superhero does Annie turn into after she loses her parents? Um, one with uh, creepy dead eyes. Oh, sweet. Uh, so, My favorite. Yeah. And then I will get Tim and Nicholas back. Uh, we decided at the end of uh, last week's episode that since we uh, had already done an episode on Blade, we would do the runner-up. And uh, uh, Blake... <laughs> Oh, let me let me look at Blake. I'm, I'm watching <laughs> but, Blake because I want to see. Didn't see this, said, d- Blake didn't see this episode. This will be a reveal for him too. But we decided we'll do the runner-up, and so uh, coming up in September, Tim and Nicholas uh, will join me as we talk about Men in Black. What in the world is <laughs> happening? <laughs> That's the runner-up for comic book movie of the '90s. Yep, that was runner-up. So the the little flashy thingy. I'm a flashy thingy. Both of y'all, yeah. as you forget this ever happened. All right. Well, look, Blake, I got you coming coming in October to sit with me and talk about something is killing the children. So Yeah, that's what the, look, at least we'll close the nice, palette at that yeah, point in time. Nice, okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, so thanks, everybody, Jeez. for listening. <laughs> Rate and review the show. Uh, follow all of our fellow podcasters. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. <laughs> and as we've talked about, you know, you forget this ever happened if you want. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> But for today, for Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go.